What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. You lost it for me. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. What's up, everyone? That's Kevin. Hey, yo. Still on the phone. Kevin, any update on your car or your mother getting your grandma's car and you getting your mother's car? Or any car updates in general? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I bought a one-way ticket to New Mexico, and I will be picking up and driving the car back on April 16th. April 16th. Okay. Wow. We have a yeah. date here. So what is the plan yeah. for the old car? I haven't quite figured that out yet. I was looking the other night at um, uh, maybe donating it to like Cars for Kids um, oh. and going like the tax write-off route as opposed to attempting to sell that thing. Um, <laughs> because I don't know, it's going to be fair. I think it's going to be fairly difficult to convince somebody to give me money for it in the shape that it's in. I think it's a very noble cause, <laughs> yeah. Kevin. Also a very uh, fair point in terms of selling the car to somebody. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't really have much here. So let's get into the topic at hand. Tommy, what is the topic today? So this is a topic that we kind of discovered in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to that one, I guess you don't have to listen to it before today. But um, it's good background. Mm-hmm. But that's basically was uh, Wolf the Dentist Stanson. The uh, coach of Team Iceland, was he misunderstood? Yeah, so I started going back here, and I started really looking at Wolf, and I I think the first time we hear of him and the first time we think he's sort of evil is when they're they're talking about what a tough NHL player he is and stuff like that. But, I mean, there's plenty of tough guys that have a big reputation and are mean on the ice, but are nice off of it. So I don't think that's necessarily... Constant. Like Iceland itself, it has this reputation for being full of ice, but it's actually green and very nice. There you go. Maybe there is some uh, some symbolism there. So I think the key points of contention here that we identified, or at least the first one we identified last time, and that is the press conference. And there was some talk about him, whether he played it up or whether he whether even Gordon was in on it or whether he was just trying to make a spectacle or was it really mean-spirited. So was he was he being mean in that press conference or was he just trying to have a little fun? How did you sort of t- see it, Tommy, since you have kind of spearheaded this campaign for Wolf here? Okay. Um, I'm going to take a little bit different direction because I was thinking about this like uh, last day. I think that Tibbles was behind uh, the dentist, behind Coach Wolf, much like he was Bombay. Oh. Um, And I think that Hendricks and Tibbles, they were trying to make Iceland like the evil team. And I think they got to um, Sanson in a way, kind of like perhaps with him knowing, like working with him a little bit perhaps to kind of ham up the enforcer thing. Um, but I think that they probably like Tibbles and Hendricks probably told him, Oh, go in there. Like the press conference, go in there. It'll be great. You know, 
you know, interrupt it, whatever. It'll be just a lot of good fun because we know how Tibbles, he, he really gets in the head of Bombay. Mm-hmm. And I think he does the same thing with Stanson. It's not a bad idea because you figure if you're Tibbles, you want to have a guaranteed at the end of this. So it's going to be either USA or Iceland. So you get both coaches and play them up kind of. And he kind of had them both kind of looking the same even when Gordon was slicking back his hair and that kind of stuff. Um, so, okay. So Tibbles is behind Iceland here. And is is building them up to be the evil team. I think the one thing there would be, did Tibbles invest in Iceland hockey from like the youth level to create this golden age? Or is he just capitalizing on the opportunity he has in hand? I think he is capitalizing because he's a, he's a shrewd businessman. We've kind of established this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when you go into the good junior Goodwill games, he knows. he. I mean, this has obviously been planned for a few years. Obviously, he needs people behind Team USA. Um, and then you need to be able to play up a couple other storylines. We talked about like Trinidad. Um, they're going to be a team that people rally, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they um, you know rally behind. But they're going to be out very quickly. Um, Russia, it's right after the fall of the Soviet Union. People aren't going to rally behind them. But at the same time, they're just like, oh, you know, they're, you know, no longer this Iron Curtain. But you can't really get people to rally behind them. Canada is um, traditional power. I think it would be tough for like the casual American fan to either love or hate them. Um, Iceland, no one knows anything about, mm-hmm. and so Tibbles, he's done his he's done his homework. He knows that they're coming up. They have this kind of renaissance of youth hockey, um, and it all starts with Hendricks. I believe that they're the ones who get Iceland to wear the black Viking. Oh, kind of making it kind of obvious in like everyone's subconscious that, hey, these are the bad guys. Uh-huh. And who else to get, like who better to get as their coach of this bad team as a former NHL player who allegedly punched out his coach. Mm-hmm. And we never get the full story behind that. Mm-hmm. And so I think this was Tibble's masterminding, knowing that he could put these ragtag ducks put together from a bunch of random places in the country um, representing America against this Iceland team who no one knows anything about except that they're kind of stoic. Um, they're led by a, a, a potentially bad dude. They've got these, um, you know, scary uniforms. And, um, you know, one thing that I think kind of plays this is when um, when Tibbles is talking to Bombay about getting an enforcer, he says, you're going to need it when you play Iceland. I think that's maybe almost like showing his hand right there. Mm. And so that's kind of my theory. So do you suggest that uh, Tibbles fabricated stories? I think he might have planted maybe like, I think there probably was like a row that Stanson had with like his coach back in the day, but maybe it wasn't like he punched out his coach. Maybe it was like a huge yelling match and maybe it was something like, you know, maybe not as like unseemly. Maybe is more of like a Stanson wanted like time off to visit his family in Iceland and coach is like, no, you can't have it. Something like that. Mm. And I do think Tibbles, who we've established as, you know, he knows how to sell. I think it wouldn't surprise me if he planted stories, even if it was just like leaking the whole, hey, want like to a journalist, hey, why don't you look into why a team Iceland coach isn't in the NHL anymore? Something along those lines. Because Tibbles, I don't think he's like totally without integrity. 
but I can imagine him or someone in the Hendrix arm doing that. Okay. Kevin, uh, before I go any further, any just initial thoughts on this theory here, Kevin? Uh, I, I mean, I think it makes a ton of sense from a marketing perspective. Um, I, uh, I think, I think Iceland is a, is an interesting choice. Um, mm simply because it is so unknown. Um, I don't know if that plays into it or kind of detracts from it. Uh, I think maybe he might've had maybe some better luck drumming up interest with kind of a more recognizable country. Um, but I think it makes a ton of sense for Tibbles to want to do this because you kind of need that, uh, that uh, good guy, bad guy um, relationship, uh, especially for something that's not typically a huge draw um it's 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 a lot easier to sell david versus goliath well i guess this wouldn't really be david versus goliath but uh it's easier to sell like the you know the evil empire versus uh the good guys but uh so i i definitely think that theory makes sense yeah and and real quick um and i agree with kevin it's like you know iceland is the unknown but that also kind of plays into it being that tibbles can kind of get in yeah and they could I don't want to say manipulate mm -hmm. the like Icelandic Youth Hockey Federation, but they could probably kind of do something where they can get in. Um, I mean, if they're like their apparel sponsor, they can kind of have some sway. Uh, if they're like feeding, pumping them money. I mean, you couldn't do that with Canada. Russia would be too risky. Um, so you need a team A that's going to be good and B that you can kind of get in with. Yeah. I mean, it all makes sense from this Tibble standpoint and the USA standpoint. My question would be, how do you sell Stanson on being the quote-unquote bad guy here? And how do you sell just Iceland in general? Like, does Iceland support this team, like, back home? Is there two different sort of narratives going on between the countries? That would be really interesting if he's, like, playing USA as the bad guy in the foreign markets and Iceland as the good guy. Because now, look at, like, Stanson and Bombay. And mm -hmm. who was it who just mentioned, like, the haircut was the same whenever? It was me, yeah. Okay. So, Bombay, he's got, like, the slick back hair. Uh-huh. Um, just like Wolf. And I can imagine Tibbles kind of running that hairstyle by both of them, <laughs> almost casually, <laughs> being like, oh, check out this hair product, or something like that. Knowing that it'll make them both kind of look like villains, mm -hmm. and then so that way he's able to kind of play one as the hero, potentially like play Iceland as the hero in Iceland and Europe, and then pl playing like Bombay and this like Team USA of a bunch of like, you know, they don't even know what they're doing. Like the Bash Brothers are evil, like playing them against each other. Um, and so, I that's really interesting. If Bomb, because I can imagine Bombay looking like. You know, Captain Blood like, yeah. at the front page of the Icelandic Inquirer or something like that. Yeah, he could definitely be a villain. He could be like the capitalist American, do yeah. photo shoots and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, you could send send two different stories here. Now, we get gets back to kind of the the initial point of contention here is this press conference. Is this a setup by Tibbles then? Was Stanson planning to go there? Did he just walk in on it and feel the need to say something? It was, it was a definite setup. I don't know if Tibbles was the guy who said, hey, Wolf, you need to get down there. But I can imagine, again, doing some feeding lines of being like, oh, hey, Team USA is going to have their press conference and it's open to everyone mm -hmm. or something like that. And, oh, these press conferences, you know, they're a lot of fun. You know, 
you know, everyone kind of just kind of speaks up and it's always great when like another, like almost being like a, like a, like a boxing weigh in of like, you know, it's, you know, you've got both guys there and, you know, it, it can be very contentious, but it's, you know, it's, it's great entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think Iceland is known for like kind of that Hollywood scene. So I can imagine them being like, oh yeah, this is what, you know, they do in America. You know, we're kind of going there and pumping it up and, and everyone's going to love it. And so Wolf's like, oh, there's my chance. Team USA is going down. Almost like as a playful, like, yeah, like, hey, and then like ex- almost expecting Bombay to be like, oh, that's Wolf, you know, you know, NHL veteran, you know, you know, we're looking forward to playing Iceland. They have a great team. And, you know, we're Team USA. We're going all the way kind of thing. And so that's kind of how I see that press conference. So I went back and, and studied the film here and. Yeah, Stanton says, oh, Team USA, they're going down. And then he just says, see you on the ice, Bombay. Like, it's not anything too, like, mean-spirited. I, like, you could, he could definitely just have some, uh, a little sort of, uh, some some stuff that was lost in translation there, where he was just sort of playing around. So Yeah, and English is not his first language. Exactly. So, yeah. And see you on the ice could mean something very, very nice and, like, you know, Iceland, see you on the ice, essentially, like, see you, like, on the mountaintop, like, see you, like, at the <laughs> pinnacle of our game, because we're both such great coaches. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you even need to take it that far. It's like, oh, see you on the ice. Like, we'll yeah. play each other. Uh, yeah. I mean, Kevin, just how do you take the press conference now that you've heard all of this uh, sort of theorizing? So, just just to kind of clarify, so, Tommy, you're basically saying that he was just being friendly? I think, like, kind of, like friendly and like a like a joke like a joking like he wasn't being mean-spirited is what i'm more getting at um obviously you can be so more like friendly. A, so like a like a like a weigh-in and a prize fight but they're not they don't hate each other like right right oh, okay. exactly it's like um uh, it's i'm trying to think of a, a good analogy where um like a two college teammates who are like playing in the pros like might like jokingly like try to like um like mess with each other like like play grab ass or whatever, something along those lines where they're not really like out for blood. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I think that's a, that's a tough one uh, for me to follow. I mean, I, I think there's genuine, you know, hatred or dislike uh, from, from the dentist. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, maybe like monetarily motivated, um, like from Tibbles. Mm-hmm. Or, um, or, it, or if it is, you know, actual genuine, I mean, if you think about it, literally nobody has ever heard of the Iceland hockey team, you know, before now. So he, I, I think he's kind of just got that chip on his shoulder. I think it's hard to discount that. I, I think that's a good point. And it could go back to Tibbles essentially playing Team Iceland against Team USA, kind of being like, oh, look at this Bombay. He's hanging out with models. He doesn't, he's not here to coach. He's here to become a celebrity. And if he kind of puts that in Wolf's ear, Wolf could be like, see you on the ice, Bombay. That could be the line of like, hey, we'll settle this on the ice. You can have your press conferences. You can talk to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and pitch your shoe deals. I'm here to play hockey and not be like uh, Captain Blood like you are. Yeah. I could definitely, um, I could definitely, it's just a genius move by Tibbles, though. To, oh, truly. To put Bombay all through this, like, Hollywood thing and Mark, say, hey, you're going to be, like, a big-time name and a big-time coach. And then play that straight to the Iceland team here. Now, uh, my sort of question here is, does 
Stanson then care about Icelandic hockey, Icelandic youth hockey, or is he just doing this for the Tibbles cash here? That's a good question. I think he generally cares about it. Um, because didn't we look at how were there any Icelandic players in the NHL? There were not. Okay, so he probably has a lot of pride of uh, being from Iceland, mm-hmm. and so I think he gen in like um, he generally really cares about growing the sport in his country. Um, and so I, I think he, yeah, he definitely cares about ice, Icelandic youth hockey. And I mean, I think he does get manipulated much like Bombay into the whole, you know, Hey, you could be the guy who puts Icelandic hockey on the map, something like that. Mm, okay. I mean, I, I think it's hard to discount the, uh, kind of the monetary gain as well. Like, I mean, he has a chance to kind of become a big star in, um, I mean, who knows like this could, he could parlay this into, you know, a head coaching job at a pretty, you know, significant place. Yeah. Um, so I think there's also that motivation. Yeah, as for well. sure. Okay. Yeah. So a little dual sort of motivations here. Now, the second sort of major point of contention here is the practice mix up before the championship game. Cause you have the first game, but they just play each other. In the championship game, they just really play each other. But the practice mix up here is interesting because. Gordon is kind of a dick in this situation, too, if you really look at it. So they're playing around, and Averman hits the beach ball over, and Iceland is standing there. And Do they just sneak in somehow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Stanson takes the beach ball, deflates it. Now, that's kind of a dick move. Playtime is over. We have the ice now. You and your little rink brands must leave. We're right here, coach. The only thing little was your career in the pros. <laughs> let's go. Or at least that is shot. I was there. You were a disgrace. I'm gonna read I'm gonna read some quotes here. Stanson, after he deflates the the beach ball, says playtime is over. We have the ice now. You and your little rink rats must leave. I don't think rink rats is all that derogatory, but some people could take it differently. So again, translation. It's tough. yeah. Who knows? Uh, I mean, it could might just be the ducks were over their practice time, so it's Iceland's turn to practice now. So he's just saying, "Hey, you guys are done." Um, and then Gordon comes back with the only little the only little thing was your careers and the pros. So that's just kind of an uncalled for shot by Gordon. And then Stanson defends himself, says, at least I had a shot. I was there. And Gordon says, you were a disgrace. So in that situation, at least to me, just taking it just sort of how it is, kind of out of all the other context we have from the documentaries, it seems like Gordon was more of a dick here than Stanson. Agree or disagree? I'll let Kevin take it first. I think that's – yeah, I think – I think that's a pretty good point. And this is still when Gordon is pretty full of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, so I, I, I definitely think that's uh, a, a fair assessment of it. Um, Gordon and, and Gordon's crazy competitive. So um, whether or not he knows uh, uh, kind of about Tibbles kind of trumping this rivalry up, um, I think he would be competitive either way. Um, so I definitely think that, yes, he was probably the bigger dick in this scenario. I, I think so too. And it also, um, and so obviously the next scene is when they're, um, 
you know, they're having their one-on-one game um, and jumping ahead a little where it looks like Stanson takes an obvious cheap shot yeah. hitting Bombay. Um, kind of going back to what I said earlier, we don't know the whole story of, Tan- of Stanson's NHL career. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, um, in D3, Coach Orion, you know, he didn't continue his NHL career to take, cause he had to take care of his daughter. Yeah. And so there could have been something along those lines and Stanson maybe was just like, you know, fuck this guy saying my career is short, but he doesn't know the whole story. I punched out my coach because he was like hitting on my wife or something like that. <laughs> um, and this was before the days of like social media. And so yeah. it would have been tough for it to kind of get out. And, you know, here we are, you know, 22 year old Wolf Stanson, the only kid to ever make it out of Iceland to play hockey. I mean, taking on the NHL or something. No, he's going to get squashed. And so he's probably just really pissed that Bombay would take that shot at him. Um, And he's probably kind of, again, probably been fed some stuff about Bombay. Here's this guy. All he does is play around. Here he is on the ice playing around. He's not preparing his team like he should be. He's like, you know, he's got a chance to to really show a great example of these great players that he has. And he's kind of making it like, too fun. He he needs to be here to to compete. You know, it's almost like um I guess the stereotype of like German people, they're very like industrious, hard working, no sense of humor. And so I don't know if there's like a similar thing for Icelandic people where it's like you know, we we came here to to win and like share our culture, not to play beach ball on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could see that. Just a different sort of a uh, coaching philosophy here. And as uh, as I said, Bobby was the dick before, and then they start playing the games, and, and it seemed like they both sort of got competitive there. Stanson hits the post, doesn't say anything. Bombay hits a couple posts, starts talking some shit about, oh, one more, and then then comes a slash on the knee. So, uh, and he says, does he say, like, send you crying home to mama or something? Yeah, something like that. And so maybe he punches out his coach because he was, like, actually hitting on Wolf's mom. <laughs> and maybe maybe Bombay was inadvertently taking a shot at Stanson's whole family dynamic. And again, at the whole, you don't know the whole story. Wow. This is deep. We've gone a few levels deep here. Uh, Kevin, did Bombay push Stanson over the line with the to cause him to slash Bombay on the knee? Or was it just a cheap shot by Stanson? Uh, I, I definitely think it was a cheap shot. I mean, anytime you're kind of aiming at somebody's career at their kind of livelihood. Um, I don't think that can really be justified. Um, it's, I, I, I can't think of a situation that you would justify that. Um, unless Bombay had, I don't know, done something behind the scenes, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely don't think that was justified. Yeah, I agree. It's not justified. I mean, we haven't, uh, we got into a little bit in the last episode about the Bombay Maria dynamic, so, I mean, maybe Stanson, like, is in love with Maria and oh. kind of he just let his emotions get the better of him at the, in this game. Agree that, like, there wasn't, like, he, yeah, he shouldn't have done that. But, I mean, you can perhaps empathize with a lot of things that were going on in his mind. Yeah, yeah, he just got kind of caught up. Uh, I was I was more sympathetic towards Stanson, but you did bring, bring, bring up a good point. Like, it's... You can't really justify that, especially when Bombay has a knee injury already. He's got a pre-existing knee injury there. So, Unless he was using it as a coaching tool. It's like, hey, you see like 
um, Team USA, they're weak on like the left wing. You attack the left wing. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if he went that. Maybe far. not. Yeah, but uh, all right. It, yeah, I, I think we're all in agreement that it was a cheap shot. Okay, okay. So we kind of got happens a, to the best of us, though. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. Now we know Stanson obviously wants to win, and who knows what reasons? Whether it's monetary or or to help Iceland, maybe a little bit of both. And everyone sort of remembers. The you lost it for me. And we've talked about that before with the, the turmoil in the Iceland team losing to Russia and kind of how that split the team. So uh, there's some stock here. But I think what a lot of people don't remember is after the game, Wolf goes to Gordon, says, good job, coach. And smug-ass Gordon's like, thanks, Wolf. We'll see you again. Good job, coach. Thanks, Wolf. We'll see you again. So... uh. <laughs> Just a good, uh, like a very sportsmanlike from stance in here. So is that in an example of kind of who he really is, or is that kind of the one sort of redeeming quality for him in a long line of of evilness, for lack of a better term? I think it's more him being smug than anything else. Like, I don't think that's a, like a legitimate redeeming quality. I think he's. I think he's doing it to get a rise out of out of somebody. You know what I mean? Out of Gordon. Well, I mean, what kind of rise would he get? He said, "Congrats, coach." He's like, "Yeah, we just won the fucking game. Eat shit." Is that what he wanted <laughs> out of Gordon? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think so. I mean, I, I think I I don't think it's genuine okay. by any stretch. I I can understand that. Um, I can't imagine hearing Gunner say, "Let's go shake their hands." Kind of Wolf being like. Getting a quick snapback, but like, okay, yes, this is, we're here to kind of teach these kids a lesson about sportsmanship, whatever. And so he goes and does that. Also, and so Mike mentioned that uh, Iceland lost to Russia. Mm-hmm. And so my theory is that Tibbles was kind of hoping that Wolf would kind of have a, like a come to Jesus moment, perhaps, like Bombay, where, you know, they lose to Iceland and teams in turmoil, but he like snaps out of it. Wolf, perhaps, they lose to Russia, and he doesn't snap out of it. Um, and so that's why he, like, he's, you know, he gets outcoached in, in the championship game because he was, he was not fully with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he says to Gunnar, you lost it for me, he was still in, like, that bad place because Tibbles had kind of pushed him over the edge and gotten the whole, you know, win at all costs, and this is your chance to redeem yourself. And he, he wasn't able to kind of, like, overcome that and so then maybe when he sees gunner like he says oh you lost for me lost for yourself that snaps him back into it he sees gunner says let's go shake their hands and then he has that moment of hey winning isn't everything let's set a good example yeah and kevin brings up a good point that he probably just had to do it like they've probably had to shake hands after the game so it's like well it's true remember well in in d1 um coach O'Reilly, like he doesn't say anything to gordon does he now, I mean that's a different situation though cuz you you don't have to you don't have to shake hands at international like tournaments. I feel you like you do before the, before the game, yes, you do. After the game? Nah. <laughs> All right. I feel like you do, but uh we can disagree to disagree here. Now, after all this, how does Tibbles feel about Stanson then? You know, I don't know. 
I, I think he maybe just cuts him off, says like, hey, I, I just scored big with Bombay. Sucks to suck, Stanson. <laughs> wow. He's <laughs> cold-hearted. Unless he gives him a nice little severance check, like, there you go. You did your part. Yeah. You got to the championship game. Here's your bonus. I mean, Stanson, to some effect, played the role he was supposed to play for Tibbles. Or, you know, what happens, though, in the in the Iceland version, you know, after Stanson shakes hands with Bombay, whatever, he's walking back to the locker room. Tibbles puts his arm around Stanson and says, hey, you know, it didn't work out. But, you know, we got a... We got a soccer academy coming up, <laughs> and we'd like you to be a part of it. And then it just kind of fades to black. And we, we talked in an earlier episode about how um, this then began the like the greatest period of time for like Icelandic youth soccer, and yeah. culminating in the European Championships last year. Yes, I believe that was episode eighty-eight. It's a good one, uh, Kevin. What are your thoughts just on on Tibbles' feeling towards Stanson after it was all over, and, and Tibbles has his man in here in Gordon Bombay? Uh, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure he would be pretty grateful. You know, I mean, I I, I feel like they both did a really good job. Um, I I don't know that Tibbles. I, I guess Tibbles, being American, of course, had a dog in that fight, but. I think that overall he views it as a success. So I don't think there's any like ill will toward anyone. Um, I think he kind of pats himself on the back um, and considers it a job well done on his part. Um, so I, I, I think there's, you know, some pretty good feelings there um, because I don't think he could have written a better story. Yeah. And that was a championship game for the ages. It went That's to true. a penalty shootout and all kinds of hijinks. <laughs> I mean, like, can you imagine like the ratings for that game in Iceland? Everyone yeah. was watching it. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I agree there. I think, yeah, at that point, Tibbles was in a win-win situation no matter what happened. So, uh, he, yeah, I feel like he is okay with Stanton here. So uh, just sort of to wrap it up, back to the original question. Do you think Wolf Stanton was misunderstood or at the very least got a bad sort of edit in these documentaries, or in the one documentary he was in? Uh, I think the answer is a definite yes to both of those. Yes, he was misunderstood. Yes, he wasn't portrayed as perhaps he should have. I think there's some cultural differences. And also, they didn't show what Tibbles was talking to Stanson about. Kevin? Um, I, I don't think he's misunderstood because, I mean, he he goes into it assuming the tibbles theory is is correct which it uh, is i mean he still he still accepts the role mm-hmm. um yeah but so, it, but so again I, it was the whole stanson thinks he's being played as a hero for iceland but really he's the villain for usa just like bombay hero for usa villain for iceland yeah i, I don't think you can separate the two though I mean, I, I, I don't think he's, he's misrepresented at all. I mean, I, I feel like he's pretty accurately represented. Um, so I, and I, I don't know if he feels slighted by that. I mean, he knew what he was doing. So I, I don't think he's misrepresented at all. I think the whole story of Wolf Stanson isn't told in the, in the film. They don't, they, it's like they're, they're cherry picking what they want. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see that, and maybe we got to do a deep dive into Wolf's past at some point. But uh, yeah, as far as him 
being misrepresented. Like, obviously, his actions speak for himself. Uh, he slash Gordon Lee. I do think, in some cases, the way the documentary was set up, it portrayed him in a negative light when he wasn't all that negative. So there's a little bit of um, editing magic there, I guess, in terms of, like, he was just trying to tell Bombay that it was his time to practice. And then Bombay came and started making jokes at him and stuff like that. Maybe he thought that, because didn't they, like, uh, kick the beach ball that way? So maybe he thought, like, that was an attack. <laughs> was it when Goldberg like kicked a beach ball? It was like they're trying to hurt my players with this ball because they've never been to a beach. They don't know that it's nice. And then he picks it up, and he was like, "Oh, this is." And he accidentally crushes it because he he's never seen a beach ball before. He doesn't realize that it's actually very light and easy to break. And there well, we are. I was not aware that they do not have beach balls in Iceland. So it's like in a uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, where these two yeah. hillbillies get accidentally like confused for being two like redneck murderers when in reality they're just trying to help people that's a good poll there that is a really good poll yeah so i mean just to wrap it up here i think he's i think he's uh he's not necessarily misunderstood but i think he got a little bit of a raw deal on the edit there uh you have thoughts tell them to us the quackadec.com at quackadec on twitter let's go to the quack question okay thank you uh, I, thought you, I thought you were getting into your whole spiel there already. No, I'm just jumping the gun. just telling the people about you know where they can tell us their thoughts on Wolf the Dentist. Obviously, a very, uh, very uh, kind of divisive topic. Don't, do you mean divisive? Is it? I feel like it's divisive. I think it's divisive. Is it divisive? D- divisive. Maybe it's You're a putting maybe the it's a regional thing on the wrong syllable. Maybe. I don't know. I just went with divisive. It felt right. We're going to have to ask our quackalites. Yeah, we, the... we need a linguist here. So let's go to the quack question. You ask us quack questions on Twitter, on Facebook, through email. We answer the best ones. Kevin, what is the quack question today? Okay, speaking of uh, mispronunciations, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, but this one comes from Ed uh Schemia? Schemia? I'm not really sure how to say that, but he's at ER Schemia on Twitter, um, or Schemia, whatever. Um, the question is, uh, is Gordon really cheating versus the Jets in D1, or just teaching kids legit skill of drawing calls from the refs? Interesting question here. Um, I, I, My I, initial sort of thought is that he just took it a little too far. Because there is a sort of gamesmanship that goes with getting, drawing calls and stuff. And, and Is it I, something that you teach, though? Like, did you, Were you ever taught how to do that, or is it just kind of something that you pick up as you play? Like in basketball, you kind of just you, your coach never teaches you how to flop, but you, you pick it up by watching, and it just becomes part of your game. So I specifically remember at one point I – I wasn't necessarily like on a breakaway or something, but I was behind the defense and I had a guy sort of on me and he was hooking me and I got off like a sort of weak shot and I came to the bench. My coach was just like, next time in that situation, just go down. They're going to call it. So I don't know if that's teaching me, but like 
from then on, when I felt that little tug, I would go down and probably 90% of the time I'd get the call. So uh, there is a little bit of coaching there. Yeah. I, That's exactly I, what Bombay did when Charlie was up against the glass and he goes, Charlie, that guy is twice as big as you. Next time he's got you up like that, I want you to grab your eye like it's hurt and then hit the gla- or hit the ice. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's sort of a valid argument here. I think to spend entire practices diving and that kind of stuff might be a little too far, but I don't I don't I, necessarily think the the teaching of it was all that bad. It was just the emphasis and, and how much uh, he spent on it and how much uh, – really what the motivation was behind it, which was just to get as many calls as possible. I, I think, I, I, um, think I, I, I think the big difference there is like in Mike's story, there's still a, a foul. There's still a penalty. Mm-hmm. I, it's just that you, the, the ref just needs a little bit of help seeing it. This in, in, in the scenario that Bombay is teaching for, he's creating a, an incident. Um, so I, I think that's kind of the key difference. I uh, I agree. I think, um, and so when Bombay, when they're doing the whole drills, like take the fall, act hurt, get indignant. And so I think Bombay is looking for the quick fix. Yeah. Um, and I think he's looking for a quick fix to like potentially take the kids' minds off the fact that they're so bad. Maybe like, oh, you guys aren't actually that bad. You're just not getting any calls going your way. <laughs> that game against the Hawks, the refs know like the Hawks are the best team. So they're going to default to giving them all the calls. And so he's hoping, like, hey, if we get a couple of calls, they'll start to play better. Because they'll think, oh, now it's more fair. We're getting these calls. I'm going to try harder. Um, so I can imagine Bombay saying, oh, this is, like, the first thing I need to do. Because that'll, like, quickly build up some of their confidence because he knows that, like, oh, Jesus, they really suck. Like, what can I do to get, like, a lot of momentum really quickly? And it backfired. Because, I, mean, I mean, Goldberg is taking the fall when they're shooting at him. <laughs> and... He didn't explain that very well. Yeah. So um, I think it was a misguided attempt by Bombay, but we do know that he's p- potentially the greatest coach of all time. Everything everything else he seems to try works. Yeah, no matter how unorthodox it is. So that, I mean, when you put it that way, like looking back on it, maybe maybe that was just one of his his wacky ideas that actually failed. Uh, I That was a good distinction that you made, Kevin. I like that distinction. Uh, I can see where you're coming from, Tommy. I think at that point, though, Bombay was simply just concerned with getting a quick fix and getting it done as quick as possible and not necessarily thinking in terms of the long game that, okay, these are kids are going to get confidence and then that kind of stuff. So I think that's where we depart a little bit. But who knows? Who knows? We'll have the quack lights weigh in here, but I do like the question. It, there's a little bit of a gray area there that we have not touched on uh, yet. So if you have any thoughts, you know where to find us, thequacktech.com. You can contact us there. You can go to the shop. Uh, are the mugs in the shop yet, Kevin? Uh, I was just going to say, let's go ahead and say they will be, um, more so to motivate me to do it than anything else. So there will be. Uh, some new products in the shop as you are listening to this new products in the shop give a little rundown of the new products um there will be uh i get well, I, I want it to be a surprise but there will be shirts and uh at least one mug let's 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 say that 
Wow. At least one mug. That's exciting. Yeah, probably two shirts. Oh, two, two new shirts. Two new shirt two designs. New shirts. Wow. This is, wow. I was not expecting new designs. I thought we were just going to have old designs going on new things. So that's something to look out for. Uh, at Quack Tech Pod on, fi- on Twitter. Uh, Facebook.com slash Quack Tech Pod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us your favorite backstory of Wolf the Dentist dancing. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs>